0: Okay, so this will be a, a short one. I, I say that now, but we'll see how it goes. Just a thought I had that I wanted to pass along. Um, you know, one thing I've heard over and over again ever since the so called Women's March is this claim that I should not have an opinion about it because I'm a man. And I've heard this from uh, a lot of women. And several screeching blog posts have been written to this effect, directed at me and directed at, at, uh, at men in general. But I want to read for you just one example. This is from a site called uh, wineandcheesedoodles.com. That's the real name of it, by the way, I think. Wineandcheesedoodles.com. And someone sent me a missive that was written at this site titled, Hey, Matt Walsh, your opinions on the Women March are worthless. So here's a sample of this just for the sake of context of framing the discussion. Okay, here it is. It says, hear me loud and hear me clear. When a woman, a group of women, several million women say, my experience as a woman is this, you don't get to say with any merit, no, it's not. It really is that simple. You are not a woman. You have never lived your life as a woman. You have never lived a life filtered through the lens of being female. Therefore, it cancels out your opinion. It invalidates it. Have it, spout it, shout it from the rooftops if you like. It is still worthless and invalid. Yes, that's right. I called your opinion worthless and invalid. Do you think women factor in your mansplained opinions? Because frankly, the very idea of that is laughable to me. We don't factor them in. They have no space in our discussions, in our experience, in our drive to do better. You can have a thousand opinions. They carry no weight. They carry no legitimacy. Let me say that again. There is no room for your male bull S in our discussion as women. Oh, we want men there. We need men there. We want men to plan with us and demand with us. But those men are allies. They listen they know that they know their place she didn't say that but that's basically what she's saying here we want men who know their place damn it they know that they cannot possibly speak about the experience of being a woman because they are not women your christian god has not given you the divine power to see into the minds of others to live the lives of others such a simple concept and yet one which seems so difficult for many to grasp on And then it goes on for another several thousand pages, by the way. Uh, but you know, in, in all in that tone and, uh, I, I could just imagine this person sweating and screaming as they're typing this, shut up, you man, you die all men, men. I mean, it's just, I, I, you know, I, I, I have to laugh at it. I'm sorry for, I'm not sorry for laughing. Um, Now I've already addressed why this is a really well, frankly, a stupid position. Uh, Well, and and maybe I need to mansplain it again. I've already mansplained why this is a stupid position. Uh, Well, one of the reasons, and to summarize that, look, it's it's not necessary that you have a certain type of genitalia in order to observe what is happening around you and form opinions about it. It's not these things are not also these issues that we're discussing are not like subjective and even the people who act as though they're subjective don't believe they're subjective. Um, in other words, this woman who's going on this uh, missive about how men can't have opinions. I'm assuming that she's pro choice. For instance, That's, that's one of the reasons why she's so upset. Um, and so she thinks that it's okay to get abortions now, either it's okay or it isn't. And whether or not it's okay, that's a truth that can be accessed by anybody. It's got nothing to do with your genitalia. Either it's okay or it isn't. And, and, and here's the interesting thing. If I had written, and as she alluded to, if I had written an article uh, talking about how wonderful the Women's March was and how wonderful abortion is and how wonderful it is for women to wear vaginas on their heads... And to march around demanding uh, abortions and birth control. If I had written what a, about what a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful spectacle that is, she would not be saying, oh, you can't have, you know, how, how dare you? you? You don't know anything about this. Your opinion is she what she's saying here is your opinion is invalid because you're not a woman. Now, if my opinion was in line with hers, she would not be calling it invalid, would she? No, no, because it, it, it agrees with her. So what she really means to say is opinions that are not my own opinion are invalid. They're all invalid. And, uh, and that, of course, well, that itself is, is you might say, an invalid opinion because it is not grounded in anything rational whatsoever. And so that's what makes it invalid. Um, a valid opinion is one that is grounded in, in something rational, something real, something solid. And so that's the opinion that I'm articulating. Um, in order for opinions to be reasonable and intelligent, it's only required that you have a brain, not that you have a vagina. Um, and it's unfortunate that so many people in our country formulate their opinions with their crotches rather than their heads. And I think that, that's, that, that and, and this is something that you find both men and women doing, by the way. Uh, forming their opinions and living their lives based on their crotch rather than on their mind, and I think anytime you have someone doing that, man or a woman, it it leads to uh, unfortunate conclusions. And it goes without saying, of course, that if I ever da- if I ever dared suggest that women should not have an opinion on any topic, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, these same feminists would be sent into see they would have literal seizures about it if i wrote can you imagine can you imagine if i wrote a blog post saying hey women your opinions are invalid shut up if i ever wrote something like that i mean you would. there would be as i said yesterday uh, on facebook there would be spontaneous feminist combustion happening throughout the nation i would be arrested probably for the For the indirect mass murder of feminists, because I would have caused millions of them to combust from outrage, and that's what, but I would never write that because that would be a very stupid thing to write, and it wouldn't be true. Women can have opinions about anything, so can men um that, the only yeah if i were if I were to write something saying um claiming that I'm coming from the perspective of a woman. Uh, If I were to write something claiming to speak universally for all women, then yeah, you could say, well, you can't do that because you're you're claiming to have the perspective of a woman and you're not. But I'm not claiming that. I'm claiming to have just to to have a general perspective. I'm claiming to observe. I'm claiming to be someone who has observed a situation and is now analyzing it um, from the outside. That's what I'm claiming. I'm not claiming to have the perspective of a woman. And that's what leads me. And now, now here, here we get to the, um, to the, to the conflict, the, in, the interesting conflict. Because there have been other articles written this week, written by the LGBT squad, particularly from the T's of the LGBTs. And they've made the point that, hey, you know, all of this focus on genitalia, well, that is oppressive to us. Because who says that a woman has to have a vagina, you know? All of this no uterus, no opinion stuff is offensive to transgenders, to transgender women, a.k.a. cross-dressing men, you know? Um, that's what a tra- someone says transgender woman, what they mean is a man in a dress. But... And that's the point that they're making. And you know what? They raise a good point. I never thought I'd say that. But they raise a good point. It's very simple, really. You cannot... You simply cannot... Here's a man. Here's a mansplaining for you. You simply cannot take the position that men are not allowed to have an opinion on women's issues because they lack a vagina, while at the same time taking the position that men can be women without a vagina. So I want to say that again. There are there are two positions that one can take, but one cannot take them both. That is, if one would like to uh, uh, at least give off the impression of being a rational and sane human being. So you cannot have the position that men are incapable or or, are disqualified from having opinions on women issues because they lack a vagina, while at the same time taking the position that men can be women even though they lack a vagina. You have to choose. Which is it? Which is it? I've been saying, and I think I was one of the first to hammer on this point back years ago. Uh, so I, I've been saying for a long time that feminist ideology and transgender ideology cannot coexist. Feminist ideology and LGBT ideology cannot coexist. They conflict with one another, inherently. They are on a crash course, and one side will have to relent. Okay, they, they are two trains going in opposite directions, and the tracks Interlock. And they're going to crash. And it is going to be a spectacular, uh, somewhat grotesque collision. And, And one side will have to give in. Only one side can survive the crash. And I think we're seeing the crash happening right now. Feminists suggest that women be given certain privileges and rights based on their genitalia. And that presupposes that all women have that particular genitalia. And that the genitalia is an inseparable aspect of femininity. While transgenders, the LGBT squad, they say that gender has nothing to do with genitalia and that here's the really important part, that there really is no physical set definite distinction to be drawn between men and women, that a person can travel between the two sides through the course of their life, depending on how they feel. Feminists, in a very militant fashion, draw these distinctions, stacking women against men, putting them in competition, saying that women... Indeed, because of their body parts, or partly because of that anyway, are oppressed, and transgenders say that the body parts are irrelevant, and that actually transgender women that is men in dresses, are the most oppressed because they don 't have the female body parts and there 's always been in, in, uh, in liberalism this competition between you know who who is the most victimized, who is the most oppressed because whoever in the in the victim hierarchy of liberalism which i've described and explained many times that there is a uh, that that liberalism adheres very strictly to a hierarchy but the hierarchy is one of victimization and whoever's at the top of it whoever's at the top of the victim pyramid is the one is the group they they're the group sort of in control they are the dominant elite group because they are the most victimized that's this is the way that it works in liberalism and so there's always going to be this competition amongst the various classes about who is, no, I'm more victimized. No, it's me. It's me. And that's always going on. Um, but in the case of uh, the competition of victimization between feminists and transgenders, you know, what's going on there, it's not just a, a competition of victimization, but a, but a competition to see of, of existence. You know, who can exist? Because if one group, because they both can't coexist not only can they, it's not, it's not just that they both can't be the most victimized, but that they both can't exist as a category if the other exists. And I think they know that. And we're seeing this self-realization happening. And so they're starting to look at each other and saying, hey, look, this, uh, this ain't, you know, the world ain't big enough for the both of us. And it's true that feminists, by their rhetoric, their worldview, by everything they say, do in fact exclude from their club those who don't share their anatomy. Meanwhile, transgenders say that drawing distinctions based on anatomy is oppressive. So which is it? It can't both be right. And and I'm in a weird spot here because I admit um, I, I have to agree with both sides to an extent, and I'm not used to doing that. But I agree with feminists that womanhood and feminine anatomy are inseparably linked and not coincidentally so or in a meaningless, arbitrary way. That a woman and her vagina are... Uh, you, you, you cannot separate the two. A human being in his anatomy her or her anatomy, those, those things are fundamentally linked. And that, in fact, you are your anatomy. Not entirely. Okay? That's not, that's not the entirety of who you are. But that is an essential element of who you are and that you are not you know th- th- that you are not this kind of ball of emotions that happens to be stuck in this shell this casing this prison of a body that you are your body you are your body and you are also your soul and that those two things are in harmony that one is not contained in the other, that one does not contain the other, but that the two are linked in harmony with one another. And feminists, they, they do believe that, even if they don't know they believe it. But that's basically what they're saying. Now, they they, they take that to uh, to unfortunate conclusions, to false conclusions, but they're right, at least, when they look at their anatomy and they say, okay, this is an essential aspect of who I am, because it is. But I also agree with the LGBT squad that this point of view contradicts what they say about so-called transgender rights. And they're both also wrong. Feminists are wrong when they're so exclusionary that they say that those of us with penises can't even have opinions about so-called women's issues. And transgenders are wrong when they say that those of us with penises can be women. And certainly feminists are the most wrong, extraordinarily, incredibly wrong, when they say that those of us with penises can't have opinions about what women do, but, but we can, in fact, be women, because that is utterly, utterly nonsensical. Now, I didn't even think it was possible. When you take the position that men can be women, that's already, I thought, you know, I, I would think that that's the most nonsensical position in existence. But women have, or I should say, feminists have somehow found a way to make it even more nonsensical by pairing that with the position that men can't have opinions about women because they have penises. Uh, so you, you just need to get your story straight. That's what I'm saying to liberals, feminists, transgenders. You got to get your story straight. Um, and unfortunately, getting your story straight means that one side or the other has to abandon their entire worldview. Their entire philosophy has to be abandoned and destroyed. Because everything that I just read to you, that really angry, angry rant against me as a man... If transgender people are right, if the LGBT folks are right, then everything I just read, well, it's it's ridiculous anyway, for the reasons I described originally, but it's even, it's completely, and I want to talk about invalid, it's completely invalid if the LGBT folks are right. Because what that woman's saying to me, oh, you're a man, you can't have a, you, you, how do you know I'm a man? I could very easily be a woman. You don't know that. You don't know that. And anyway, what does it mean to be a man? It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. And what does it mean to be a woman? It doesn't really mean anything. It's all fluid, right? Everything is fluid. It's a social construct. It can be deconstructed and changed and altered and everything. I mean, how how do you know? It's not binary. So just get your story straight. I mean, that's what I would. Here's what I would suggest. A a, a, a conference of sorts. You're all going to have to get together at like a Hilton in a conference center and hammer these things out and decide who gets to continue existing. And decide whose philosophy gets to gets to win the day. Um, and and I, I would really, and I expect that that conversation will get rather heated. So maybe, maybe there should be more of a cage match between feminists and transgenders. I don't know. But um, you guys are going to have to figure this one out because right now you're not making any sense. You're making no sense whatsoever. So much so that if I said to myself, you know what? I think liberals are right about everything. And I, I really want to adopt the liberal point of view in its entirety. If I were to say that to myself, I wouldn't know how to do it. I, I don't it's because there are like 70 different points of view, it seems like, and they're all in direct contradiction with one another. So I wouldn't even know. You you are making it difficult for people to convert to your side because we don't know what your side is. You're saying a bunch of different things that are that are so conflicted that I wouldn't know how to be a liberal even if I wanted to be, which I don't. But if I did, I wouldn't know where to begin. So get your story straight, work it out, and uh, then get back to us. Okay? Great. Okay, good. Good talk. I'll talk to you guys next time. My crew, Jay Salus. Godspeed.